The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, Dr. Suzanne Crow is back with me for the Kids Health Check. She's a consultant in paediatric intensive care at Crumlin Children's Hospital and here to talk about painkillers. So, I mean, the most common painkillers I think of, uh, Suzanne, in the context of children, Calpol and Eurofen. Yeah, absolutely. The old reliables. Unfortunately. Dose them up, send them to school. (laughs) You don't have great tools to deal with pain in kids, unfortunately. They're your mainstay. So maybe we should just kind of uh, deal with the kind of the more severe um, situations first and foremost, where where there's kind of, there's less a kind of grey area and less kind of using your own judgment and you're very much kind of following doctor's instruction, you know, um, where where a painkiller is prescribed or maybe a child has gone through surgery, something like that. Yeah, if you're sent home from hospital, hopefully you'll have been given pretty clear instructions and you'll have been given the last time that they had those medicines so you know the next time to give them. And write them down on a piece of paper at home because who can remember? So write it down and then just dose your paracetamol four hours later and then four hours after that give your Nurofen and that'll keep you right. And so space them out like that, is that Yeah, you get more bang for your buck that way because as I say, your tools aren't great. You only really have two medicines that you'll be commonly sent home with. So you get better pain relief if you cycle them like that. Would there be situations whereby kids would be sent home with stronger painkillers? It's unusual. Um, you'll Do often they put be codeine in, in kids' painkillers? Not anymore. Okay. We used to. used to um, Codeine uh, cough medicines were a common one, but they took codeine out of everything because there was some deaths reported, particularly in Canada, associated okay. with codeine in kids. So no more codeine for kids. Uh, morphine? Rarely. It comes as a syrup. And if you're given a prescription for that, you'll be given, again, very detailed instructions and you'll usually only be given one or two doses and that's it. And you bin the rest. Okay, so now let's deal with situations, though, whereby someone hasn't come home from hospital. There's less clear instructions. You know, there's maybe a kind of a bump or a sprain or or, or something happens at home. And I guess the parent is trying to make make their own call uh, as to, you know, what to give them and how much and how often and for how long. Uh, That's the other thing. I mean, so where do you start? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And getting them to school, remember? And getting them to school or crash. Um, I think if you give the paracetamol first, because paracetamol is a very safe medicine um, and follow the instructions on the bottle, because on the bottle, it'll say very clearly an age range and then the amount in volume in mills as to what to give and it's important that you follow that and then you give the paracetamol and if the pain is still there about a half an hour later then follow up with Nurofen. And how, I mean, see, it's hard sometimes as well. If the kid is particularly young, you're you're trying to get them to assess their own level of pain. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you've got to look, they're like a a jigsaw puzzle or, you know, a quiz. You've got to figure out the signs. If they're listless in your arms and they're not interested in listening to a story or playing with toys, that's a really worrying sign. Or if they don't want to have a little drink or something to eat, then that's another worrying sign. And you probably should be thinking about going to the hospital, unfortunately. But check their temperature because kids look wretched when their temperature is up. And so giving the paracetamol and the Nurofen, if you can bring down the temperature, they'll often come much more back to life again after that. Yeah, and 
What about at night, whether you should wake them up during the night to give it? This is a great uh, 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 bone of contention in our house now. Oh, so my it? wife's a believer in kind of keep, keeping it going, the routine and keeping the temperature down. So wake them up. I'm a big believer in I'm asleep and I don't want to wake up to do this, Suzanne. <laughs> so if the kid is still asleep, I'm just going to let them sleep. Yes, my mother always said never wake a sleeping baby. So um, I think... I'm with your mother. <laughs> I'm with your mother. But if they're sick, you've got to be checking in on them. And if their temperature is really high, I'm afraid I'll have to go with your wife, of uh, course. And, everyone uh, does. Sit them up. Give them a dose of Calpol, uh, a small drink of water and settle them back to sleep. Now, kind of my kids are sufficiently old now they can stomach it. But I do remember, I don't want to embarrass them too much on, on national radio. When they were very, very young, though, um, if they were sick for a while and maybe if there was kind of an antibiotic on top of it, if they had a kind of a bacterial infection, uh, it, there was so much stuff going into their stomach often it maybe reappeared before it had a chance to be ingested so it was easier to put it in the other way Yeah, very contentious in my house as well I can tell you (laughs) Um, I think lots of kids are very vomity when their temperature's up so if you've got a sore ear because you have an ear infection um, and your temperature's up then it's probably easier to give a little suppository. And they're called Paralink quite commonly Mm. in the pharmacy. You buy them over the counter, but just talk to the pharmacist about it. They're set out in different doses for different ages. And again, it's important you give the right dose for the right age. They're very well tolerated. A little tablet into the bottom up until about the ages of three. But after that, you'll find that your child won't. Oh God! Won't let no, you. absolutely no way. They prefer going to. They prefer be hospitalised yeah, uh, than yeah. let you go near them. Um, in that regard, um, at, at what point should you be worried about the temp? You know what I mean. If the Calpol and Eurofen are not bringing it down, or they're not bringing it down much, you know, you kind of you're touching forty, it might get down to the thirty eights, thirty nines, but not much below that. Bit of worry starts to set in. Worry sets in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, don't forget the value of sitting them into a lukewarm bath. That can sometimes help bring down the temperature as well and also distract cool everybody for a while. Yeah, okay. exactly. That can be useful. But don't sit longer than two or three days um, trying to dose with paracetamol and neurofen temperatures. Once it hits into day three, I think you need to be going to the hospital because now you have evidence of probably quite a serious infection and you need somebody else with new eyes to look at your child. So if the temp is coming down uh, every time you're given it um, and you are into kind of a second or third day, still you go to the hospital, would you? Yeah, I think so. Day three. And that's always my cut off is if you're dosing to bring down the temperature and you're still doing it after three days, that's worrying. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Listen, uh, great advice because I know it's kind of, it is a live issue in lots of households uh, up and down the country, particularly this time of year uh, where we've had kind of, uh, spring has had a couple of false dawns, but still bad weather. So kids are inside and they're picking things off, uh, up off one another and and coming home with temperatures. Uh, So Suzanne, thank you as always. Dr. Suzanne Crow, consultant of paediatric intensive care at Crumlin Children's Hospital. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.